Hey, it's Catherine here from Lifehouse Church in Tokyo. Wherever you are watching from, a warm welcome to you. And I trust that your new year is off to a great start. We've been in a series called New Start, inspired by Isaiah 43, that God is doing a new thing. We believe that God is doing new things in us personally and us as a church. So as you're thinking about this year ahead and wondering what lies in store for you, we know that with God there's always great, new, exciting things that we can have hope for, that we can have faith for. So the beginning of the year is a time where we usually uh, think about our goals, what, do we, what goals do we want to set for the future. We take time to think of how we want to grow, how we can achieve those goals. It's a great time to, to have dreams and visions for the future. I know that I like to spend some time at the beginning of the year journaling and asking God, God, what do you want to say to me this year? What do you want to encourage me in? Can I have a word for this season? And so we're trusting that in this series, we're going to share some truth from the Word of God to you that will bless you and give you wisdom as you journey on through this new year with a brand new start. It's so exciting. So did you know that when God brings us into new things, that sometimes we are going to face challenges too. New opportunities sometimes bring new challenges. There'll be times where we face opposition, we go through tests and trials, but you know what? God always wants to enlarge us and bring us into more. He has more in store for us. So when you have these seasons where you're feeling like you're in a tight space, where you're feeling uh, just challenged from every side, I like to call these wilderness times, and the Bible calls this wilderness times, I want to encourage you to think about these times with a different perspective. Frame it with a new perspective because God wants to use these wilderness times to enlarge you and bring you into greater and new things. So I heard the story once about a guy. He was uh, walking in the forest one day and he comes across this really big cocoon. It looks like it's a butterfly cocoon and he's wondering, well, this is so big. He's excited to see what's going to come out of this cocoon. So he carefully picks up this cocoon and he takes it home with him. And every day he goes out and he looks at it and he's watching it to see what's going to come out. When is this butterfly going to emerge? And one day he's looking at it and he sees this cocoon is starting to wriggle something inside side is getting ready to come out and he's watching it and slowly but surely uh, an opening starts to form and you can see an image of a butterfly a butterfly is trying to climb out and he sees this bu this butterfly is struggling to get out of this narrow space of the cocoon he's waiting and waiting and he's like oh this is taking too long he's getting impatient and he thought you know what the butterfly is it looks like it's struggling I think I'm going to help this butterfly a bit so he goes into his kitchen and he finds his tiny little scissors and he goes to the cocoon and he starts cutting the cocoon more open because he thinks that he's helping the butterfly to get out of this cocoon a bit more. So the butterfly comes out from this cocoon, but it looks a bit strange. Its body is very big and its wings are quite small. And he's waiting to see if this butterfly is going to start flying, but this butterfly never takes off. It actually just stays there on the table and eventually it, it passes away, it dies. And he found out later that the reason why this butterfly uh, didn't take off was because the process of the butterfly squishing through the cocoon, going in that narrow space, is 
just pushing that fluid from its body into its wings and that's the very thing that's going to allow this butterfly to be able to take off and fly. Going through a narrow space is what's going to push everything into the right place so this butterfly can set off on it the future that it has for us. And I think that's such a great illustration for us. Maybe you're feeling like you are in a tight restricted space but I want to encourage you that with God we can push through this and soar into the plan that God has for us. You know, I think that wilderness times are actually really uh, encouraging times. When we have a wilderness time, think that God is busy forming something amazing in you. These are times where He teaches us, He's growing us, He's strengthening our relationship with Him. You know, if you're going through a wilderness time, that means that God is going to do something new. He's going to bring greater fruitfulness, greater anointing in your life. He's going to be enlarging your character. He has more fruitfulness for you. There is more for you. The reason why you're in this tight space is because God is going to use it to catapult you into this wide open space that He has for you. So from the wilderness into the wide open amazing space that God has for us. You know, Jesus, He also experienced wilderness times too. And I think He's a great example for us to look at and see what can we do when we find ourselves in a wilderness time. Because it's not a matter of if we will find ourselves in a wilderness time, but when, because sooner or later in life, we're gonna face wilderness times, but we can learn from Jesus' example to see um, how we can come through these wilderness times into the amazing enlarged space that God has for us. So we pick up the story where Jesus had just been baptized. He was baptized by John the Baptist in water. A great example for us to follow. And that moment, the heavens open and the Holy Spirit comes and descends upon Jesus like a dove. The Holy Spirit fills Jesus and there is a voice from heaven. It's the Heavenly Father speaking to Jesus. And He says, this is my Son who I love and with Him I'm well pleased. The Father approves and affirms Jesus. Then something else happens and uh, you might think, oh Jesus, then He starts His ministry, performs miracles, does all of these things. But actually something happens just before then. And let's pick up the story in Luke 1 verse 15. It says, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan, that's where he was baptized, and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and at the end of them, he was very hungry. Wow, Jesus is led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness. Sometimes God actually leads us into a wilderness time, a time where there's gonna be testing and trials and we're gonna face opposition. But remember why, it's because there's enlargement that's coming. And it says that Jesus experienced a time of temptation, or this word is also testing, testing and temptation. And sometimes we can be in a wilderness position because of maybe we made some unwise choices. But also remember, it can be because God is leading us in there because He's going to take us through them. And usually, you know, I think I've seen this. I've seen this in the Bible. We see this in Jesus' life. I've seen this in my own life. And as a pastor, I've seen this happen to many people around you. Usually, when God calls you and you have this amazing encounter with God and He speaks to you, usually, kind of soon, pretty soon after that, you're going to face some trials and oppositions. Uh, you know, um, you go to summer camp the, and you hear the Holy Spirit speak to you. Get a prophetic word about your your future. Maybe you're journaling 
and God says, this is what I want to do with your life. And uh, maybe somebody, somebody encourages you and says, I believe God's going to do this in your life. It's probably that very moment after you've had this really amazing high that you're going to face an, a time of opposition. And that's just what happened to Jesus. He, he just had this incredible, amazing experience with the Holy Spirit. The Father had spoken to him. And actually, straight after that, he faces this opposition. So don't be alarmed. Don't be discouraged. Learn to recognize this season for what it is, this situation for what it is. And let's see what happens to Jesus in the wilderness university. You know, just to just a note, something to remember is that God doesn't tempt us. We may face temptation, but God never tempts us and he will never harm us. But he will lead us, he will teach us, and he will allow us to grow when we follow him and we, we follow his ways in these wilderness times. So we pick up from verse 3. It says, the devil said to Jesus, him, if you are the son of God, tell the stone to become bread. And Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone. So some things that I think we can remember from the wilderness times. First thing is, the Father loves you. You know, Jesus went into the wilderness with the Father's approval. He, you know, Jesus, God had just spoken this amazing word to him. You are my son. I love you. I'm well pleased with you. Remember that in wilderness times, that you are loved by the Father, that is pleased with you. You have his approval. You are his child. No difficult circumstance is going to change how he feels about you or that he has a great plan for you. So maybe in that time you feel, I don't know, I feel all alone. Maybe God's forgotten about me. I feel unsure about my identity, but you can be sure that you are approved and loved by God and that he is pleased with you. I'm sure this that that memory Jesus had of what God had said to him during his baptism must have really encouraged him and sustained him through this time where the enemy was lying to him, was discouraging him. And one of the things that we see that the devil says here says, if you are the son of God, the devil really likes to do that. He makes he wants you to feel insecure about the identity that you have. But we can be sure that our identity is secure. You are a child of God. You are loved by God and he is pleased with you. So remember who you are and the Father, that the Father loves you in wilderness times. The next thing I want to encourage you to remember in wilderness times is that the Holy Spirit is with you. Remember Jesus was full of the Holy Spirit and he was led by the Holy Spirit. And maybe when you read the story, maybe you're kind of picturing in your mind, the, the Holy Spirit is leading Jesus. Then we get to this like kind of line in the sand where it's like, this is the wilderness. And then the Holy Spirit says to Jesus, okay, I've led you here. You're off on your own now. You're going to be tested and go through trials and uh, see you on the other side. Well, that's not what happened. That's not how God works. God led him into the wilderness, but God never left him in the wilderness. I believe the Holy Spirit was with him, leading and guiding him, empowering him, strengthening him throughout this whole wilderness experience. And the same goes for us. You have the amazing Holy Spirit with you. It says the Holy Spirit is our comforter. He's our guide. He's going to lead us. He will empower you. The Holy Spirit is with you in these wilderness times. You are not alone. The next thing I'd love to encourage you with is to feed yourself with the right things. The enemy wanted to tempt Jesus. He said, you know, why don't you make these, these uh, stones into bread? And Jesus said, man will not live on bread alone. And this bread is talking about the Word of God. No, God's Word is going to sustain us in the wilderness times. 
We, should, we might feel hungry for all kinds of things, different things in this wilderness time, but it's God's word that is the right kind of food that will sustain us in these times. You know, the enemy, the, 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 the devil was discouraging him, and he was kind of using half-truths to try and confuse and distort what God was saying. But, you know, Jesus, he knew the word of God. He knew the scripture, and uh, he had that the word of God stored up in his heart and his head, and he could use that as a mighty weapon to fight against the enemy. You know, God's word is going to be a great tool to resist the enemy. Not your own personal opinions or, uh, you know, what the latest uh, blog on Pinterest says or something like that, but God's truth, his word will sustain you and be a great perfect weapon for you to hold on to in, in these moments. And that's why I love journaling. You know, Jesus wants to speak to you every day. Journaling is when we open the word of God and we allow God to speak to us personally, something personal to us every day. He can lead us, he can guide us, he can give us the next step, he can show us more about his character and his promises for us. So that's why it's so important that we are journaling in these times. I know, I've seen in my own life how God's word has carried me in the wilderness times. You know, our emotions and our feelings can really be misguided in wilderness times. We can't always trust them. Maybe you feel like uh, your emotions make you think that you are all alone or that God has forsaken you, that he's left you, that he doesn't care. And even though you might be feeling or thinking that, that is not the truth. And so that's why we really need the Word of God because in those times, we can, we can stand on what the Word of God says. So our feelings might say, oh, I feel all alone. But the Word of God says, I will never leave you or forsake you. We might feel, oh, I don't have what I need. But God's truth says, I'm your provider. I, I, will, I, I will supply everything that you need. So trust in the word of God and not your feelings or emotions in this time. We can, we can really hold on to God's truth. What does God say in his word? Let's take a look at what happens next in the story from verse 5. The devil led him up to a high place and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And he said to him, I will give you all the authority and splendor. It has been given to me and I can give it to anyone I want to. If you worship me, it'll all be yours. Jesus answered, it is written. Remember, he keeps going back to the word of God. Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. The devil led him to Jerusalem and had him stand on the highest part of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down from here. For it is written, he will command his angels concerning you to guard you carefully. And they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. But again, Jesus answers, it is said, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Oh, the enemy was ruthless. He kept throwing different kinds of temptations at Jesus. But you know what? I want to encourage you, whenever we are tempted, there is always a way out. The devil tries to tempt Jesus, but there is always a way out. He always finds an exit strategy. You know, Jesus, he faced temptation. And I think that's really encouraging for us. You know, he, he understands what you're going through. He's experienced what you're going through. So you're not alone in this. And know that if Jesus could find a way out, an exit plan out of this, you can too. God has a way for you to do this. And it's not a sin to be tempted. Remember, even Jesus was tempted. It's not a sin to be tempted. It's what we do with that. And Jesus, he, he, never, he never sinned. He was tempted, but He never sinned. He never missed the mark. 
And here's a great encouragement from 1 Corinthians 10, 13 to remember, no temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful and He will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But the temp- with the temptation, He will also provide the way of escape that you may able to be able to endure it. This is so encouraging. Wow. You know, God understands what you're going through. You're not going through something that is so unique and unrelatable. God is faithful and He will never allow you to be tempted beyond your ability. So if you're facing that temptation, no, God's got a way out. It says He will provide a way of escape. One of the lines that Pastor Rod encouraged us with at a leader's time a while ago, it's, it's stuck with me. He says, look for the escape plan. Look for the exit. Because with God, there is always an exit plan out of that. So we don't have to uh, fall into temptation. We can resist temptation. The next point I want to encourage us with is that we can trust in God's plan. In wilderness times, it, it, can, it can kind of seem obscure. Maybe it even feels like you're going in the wrong direction. Maybe you want to hurry things along. But I want to encourage you, you can trust in God's plan. The devil, he tries to tempt Jesus to do uh, to go the quick and easy route. He says, as we read, it says, you know, the enemy's like, you know, you don't have to go through the cross and you don't have to die. I've got an easy way for you to inherit all these kingdoms. You see all these kingdoms? I can give it to you the quick and easy way. But Jesus is like, no, he knows God's plan. He knows God's way is best. He knows God's ways bring blessing. Some things, there are no quick and easy things. Some things we, we have to just wait and trust in God's timing and God's way. And I'm so glad that, that Jesus did. He didn't opt out for the quick and easy route. Um, he didn't fall for temptation because we get to experience uh, the victory that he had um, because he endured the cross. He enjoyed it. He in, in, endured the cross because of the joy set before him. So I want to encourage you, trust in God's plan. God brings the promotion. God brings the blessing. You don't need to scheme and plot and do Uh, nasty things or terrible things or compromise your values or your beliefs or anything that Jesus is telling you to walk into the inheritance and the fruitfulness and the plan that God has for you. Trust in His ways. Trust in His timing. He is good and He's always faithful. So let's take a look at the last part of Luke. It says from verse 13, When the devil had finished all this tempting, he left him until an opportune time. And Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Holy Spirit. And news about him spread throughout the whole countryside. How amazing. Jesus comes out of this wilderness experience empowered and enlarged. We know that he was filled with the Holy Spirit before he went into the wilderness. But I love what it says here. It says, as he came out of the wilderness, he returned in the power of the Holy Spirit. It was like he was more abundantly strengthened, more equipped and ready to begin this ministry, this purpose that God had for him. And I love the the, trans, the Passion Translation puts it like that. Jesus came out of the wilderness armed with power. So just know that when you come out of this wilderness thing, you're going to be enlarged and in power, even greater anointing, greater fruitfulness, greater impact that God is going to bring you in. And from this moment, Jesus begins his amazing ministry. It says that people uh, were amazed, news spread about him throughout the countryside. From there, he sets people free. We see demons leaving people. We see uh, miracles happening, water being turned into wine, uh, so many people being 
set free, healed. It's incredible. Jesus began his ministry after this wilderness time. So be encouraged. After going through a tight wilderness space, there are such exciting and incredible things awaiting for you. And that's why we can, we can be excited and full of faith and trust in God on the other side of these wilderness times. And I've seen that so many times in my life, just to, just to share a little bit of my story with you, because I've, I've had several wilderness times, but one of the times that I can, can really uh, think of at the moment is uh, a few years ago, my husband and I, we felt God speak to us, calling us to go to Japan because He wanted to, us to be a part of what He is doing in the nation of Japan. So we have this amazing calling experience. We hear God speak to us. The Holy Spirit's impacting us. It's one of those, wow, goosebump moments that we have and then we face the wilderness, the opposition. It was like every time we tried to make a plan to get into Japan, uh, we just hit, felt like we were hitting another obstacle. We struggled to get visas and every job interview that I did to get a job in Japan, they were like, uh, not this time, thank you. So I did so many job interviews and, and we, we tried so many different things and uh, eventually we're like, God, we know that you said this. Why does it feel like we just, you know, we can't get into that next season that you have for us? But we have on to God's word. We kept uh, staying thankful, staying grateful, uh, being full of joy, full of faith, going back to what God's promised, going back to his character and nature. And you know what? God, he was so faithful. He provided for us in absolutely miraculous ways. You know, within two days of me landing in Japan, I had a job lined up. We came with two suitcases, but God provided a, a home for us. Uh, it, was, it was absolutely incredible. Even the amazing community that we get, get to be a part of, we've just seen God's faithfulness in all this time. And you know what? I think that I'm so grateful for that wilderness time because I really learned how to trust God. I feel like my faith was enlarged and expanded. I feel like my character grew. I feel like I really got to know God more. My, my relationship was strengthened. I, I know what it means to be his child and trust him even more than I did before. I'm so grateful for what this wilderness time taught me. And you know what? I think we came out of that wilderness even more enlarged. We walked into more than we expected. When we look and see what what God is doing in Japan and what we get to be a part of, we're like, we couldn't have even imagined this. God, you always do more than we, we can think or imagine. So I want that to encourage you today. God is going to do more than you think or imagine. James encourages us, encourages us with this. In James 1, 2 verse 4, it says, My fellow believers, when it seems as though you are facing nothing but difficulties, see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. For you know that your faith is, when your faith is tested, it stirs up in you the power of endurance. Then as your endurance grows even stronger, it will release perfection into every part of your being until there's nothing missing and nothing lacking. Wow, what an encouragement from James. He's like, you know when you're facing difficulties, see it as an invaluable opportunity. Don't just say, oh, it's so hard. See it as opportunity. And he's like, you're going to experience the greatest joy from this because God is going to produce amazing things in you. He's going to produce endurance in you. You know, endurance and grit, all of that stuff, that's produced in the tough times. And it says, you know what, you're going to be made perfect. And what that means is not you're going to be a perfect person, but God is going to keep adding to you all the things that are lacking so that you can be a mature and strong and growing, flourishing believer. So that's so exciting. 
So I want you to think this year, when you start to, uh, when you face an op- uh, a wilderness time, to see it as an opportunity. Say, oh, th- I'm in a tight space right now. Recognize it for what it is and see it as an opportunity for joy. Think about how Jesus faced the wilderness because you got everything that you need to face this wilderness time. And remember that there's enlarged, incredible spaces for you ahead. And you know, I think it's great at this time of the year, you can already decide what kind of person do you want to be. When, when those trials come, you can already kind of set it in your heart. You can determine now that when trials come, this is the kind of person I want to be. This is the, heart, the way that I want to grow. Before it even happens, you can make a decision on the kind of person you want to become and how God uh, can, can use you and you will allow God to use you in these difficult times. You know, endurance is formed when we don't quit, we don't lose focus and um, so I want I want to encourage you maybe this is the first time you're going through a trial you're still a young person I want to encourage you God is uh, producing something amazing in you did you know that metal is formed and becomes stronger under pressure under fire it becomes stronger than ever and it becomes a valuable tool just remember that's what God is doing in you as you are enduring you are going to be enlarged and stretched into great things this is a new year with new opportunities a new start new strength and new anointing for you because of our amazing God that we have and so I'd love this time to pray for you. Uh, maybe you're not in a wilderness time now. Maybe, maybe something will happen in the future. I don't know, but I know that God can help us in this time. So let's pray together. Thank you, God, that you are always faithful and that you lead us and you empower us and you give us everything we need to go through the tight wilderness spaces, come through it enlarged, come through it strong, come through it full of joy, full of faith, and that you're going to bring us into expansive new areas. Thank you that you you have new fruitful for fruitfulness for us, new anointing for us. We want to trust you. We want to lean on your word. We want to be empowered by your spirit. I pray for your peace and joy in those times. In Jesus' name, amen. Awesome. Come on. We have exciting things ahead for us this year. I don't want to miss this opportunity to pray for you. If all of this Christianity thing is new to you, or maybe you used to know about Jesus or used to have a relationship, but you want to come back to him, today is a great time to start a new year, right? New start. I want to encourage you that God, no matter what has happened, God has a purpose and a plan for your life. And He loved you so much that He sent His Son Jesus here on earth. And Jesus came here on earth to show us what the Father is like, to show us how we can live this life. And He also died for you so that all anybody who puts their faith in Jesus can have eternal hope, eternal salvation. Here in this life, you can have joy and peace and amazing blessing and in the life to come. All it takes is for you to believe in Jesus, put your faith in Jesus, and you can walk in this relationship with your heavenly Father. And if that's you today, I want to pray for you. So thank you, Jesus, for those people who want to make a decision to follow you. I pray that you would lead them, you would guide them, you would bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. And if that's you, let's pray this prayer together. It's a prayer saying, Jesus, I want to follow you. Dear Jesus, I believe in you. Thank you for forgiving me. Come into my life and I will follow you. Woo! It's amazing. I'm so excited for you if you made this decision. This is going to be the best year ever. Have a great rest of your day.